The Left Show is not intended for youngsters. It's not intended for the sensitive. It's certainly not intended for right-wingers. Use your own discretion. Awful swearing. Welcome to the Ponderosa, my friends, for an evening of songs and stories about the American West. You know who the best-looking person sitting up there was? Who was it with the cowboy hat? No, J.M. Bell. J.M. Bell. I don't know who that is. He hosts a podcast. Well, he, he was good-looking. You pompous, stuck-up, snot-nosed, giant, twerp, scumbag, fuck-faced, dickhead, asshole! It's Monday in America, and you're listening to the world's greatest political podcast, The Left Show. Yeah, that's us. Um, I believe it's just uh, you, JC, and I this week. Yeah, I think so. Um, didn't We'll find out. Was she here last week? Yes. She was. She was on last week. It was week. the week before she wasn't here. Yep. And that was, that was, we're talking about Taylor, that was the race, I think. And then this week is, uh, it's her birthday. Yeah. I got her a birthday present and promptly left it at work. I had taken Mm. it in so it wouldn't melt and then (laughs) forgot to grab it. I left a whole bunch of shit at work this weekend. You know, um, my, Mm -hmm. my mother is, uh, got the pneumonia, Mm. you know, and can't seem to shake it. Uh, She's on, I think her fourth round of antibiotics and not doing great. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'll check in with her after, but, you know, I don't know. I don't even know why I brought that up, to be completely honest. <laughs> no idea. No idea. Oh, jeez. I'm having a day. Yeah, I'm having a week. How's your week been? Uh, it's been a lot of bullshit. So, you know, just that's how it goes some days, some weeks with work. There has been a lot of bullshit, but there's also been a lot of soccer. Which there has been a lot of soccer. I am I am torturing Braxton with it work, but I am delightedly surprised by the amount of people that walk in, kind of catch the sound and turn to the TV where the soccer is, mm-hmm. you know, and they're that's a little, how they're a little shocked by it you know it's like wait what well no they, <laughs> they watch they're they're all oh i'm so glad this is on or you know something like that and and we've we've had a lot of conversations this week uh mm-hmm. with folks about about the foodie and uh and and you know that that turns into conversations about comics it's been very strange it's been it's been a weird drift but it seems to be working so i'm sticking with it for the time being i got two more weeks of this shit Mm-hmm. I'm digging it. Uh, torturing Braxton, of course. Yeah. You know. And then turning know. off the wrestling when it comes on. <laughs> we did that. We did that. We did. So um, I'm not this week mm-hmm. worried about time constraints. I think we're going to burn through this show rather fast, to be completely honest. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to find that mix. I'm still trying to find that mix between, you know, happy and sad. Mm-hmm. So I can kick people out the door with a little hope and optimism. And then I stack the stories at the beginning with the hope and optimism and 
all the shit at the end uh, is bad. Yeah. So this week, I've tried to mix it up all the way, top to bottom. So we'll see what it is. Let's see what happens. Taylor Swift, pretty, talented. Mm-hmm. Super talented. Look, you know, you know, we we talk about this a lot on the comic book show, but uh, no, she's mm-hmm. not my cup of tea. She's really not. But I can still see and recognize how insanely fucking talented she is, and yeah. and how that is turning into this insane phenomena that is breaking one record after another and 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 causing the world to change. Well, she's in Seattle. They're doing Shake It Off, the song. Wonderful song, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, And the the audience stomping up and down caused a (laughs) 2.3 on the Richter scale seismic event. Let us not forget just how successful Taylor Swift is as a musician and as an artist. I mean, to have her audience causing a (laughs) 2.6 earthquake, that's fucking amazing. I once got a 10-second standing ovation for managing to pull off a credible version of Jimi Hendrix's uh, Star Spangled Banner mm-hmm. um, w- while uh, under the influence of something illegal. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we broke any fucking magnitude. But yeah, after two nights of earth-shaking dancing at Seattle's Eris Tour, um, the Seattle stops on the Eris Tour, Lumen Field. Um, enthusiastic Swift, enthusiastic Swifties caused seismic activity equivalent of a 2.3 magnitude earthquake. The Swift quake has been compared to the 2011 beast quake when Seattle Seahawks fans erupted after an impressive touchdown by running back, whatever that is, Marshawn beast mode Lynch, whoever that is. Yeah. The ensuing celebration was detected on the same local size, uh, as a Swift concert. Mm. And let me tell you something. I am looking at the beast quake line. It's nothing. Yeah, the acceleration <laughs> line. It is. It's. It's nothing compared to the Taylor Swift line. It's fucking nuts. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, uh, this is uh, Captain Auerbach, a geology professor at Western Washington University, uh, did the comparison between uh, the beast quake and Taylor Swift, quoting, "I grabbed the data." Uh, from both nights of the concert and quickly noticed they were clearly the same pattern of signals. If I overlay them on top of one another, they're nearly identical. Yeah, they are. Yeah. So she knows how to put on a show. That thing is put together. Mm-hmm. Uh, the primary difference is the duration of shaking. Cheering after a touchdown lasts for a couple seconds, but eventually it dies down. It's much more random at a concert. For Swift, I collected about 10 hours of data where the rhythm controlled the behavior. The music, the speakers, the beat, all that energy can drive into the ground and shake it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she finishes off her quotes with, uh, what I love to be able to do is share that this is science. It doesn't have to happen in a lab with a white coat. Everyday observations and experiences are science. Science! Yep. Oh, I do like that Taylor Swift. She seems like a nice young lady. Mm-hmm. You know, get off my yeah. lawn. Um, okay, so okay, this, so this is fucking weird. I don't know what to make of any of this. Yeah, <laughs> I, I apparently, don't know what to do with this. <laughs> apparently, Congress. Yeah, 
has lost his fucking mind. Yeah. And invited in uh, uh, a former Air Force officer, Dave Grush, Mm -hmm. who said that uh, not only do we have space planes that we've taken Mm -hmm. from aliens or Mm non-humans, we also have biologics from those downed craft. Um, David Grush, former Air Force officer. They don't ever say his rank, which it's like, is he a general? I'll put a little weight here. Is he a fucking lieutenant? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, my, my goal, my guess was second Louis. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, he uh, said during a House Oversight Committee, that's one of the mm-hmm. big important committees, by the way. Mm-hmm. This is right before, by the way, right before Congress lets go for a six week recess to come back to shut down the government. Um, anyway, he said his information was based on interviews with 40 witnesses and that he knew where the material was being held. It's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. Grush added uh, that non-human biologics were recovered along with the downed spacecraft. He initially made the claims last month before adding the information about pilots uh, in a News Nation interview. Okay. You felt it, right? You felt it just jump right off the track. Yep. Yeah. That, that, that's where I went. Wait. Wait. Hang on. News yep. Nation? Yeah. Pentagon uh, has a spokesman uh, who is strenuously denying uh, Grush's initial claims, saying they have not discovered any verifiable information to substantiate claims that any programs regarding the possession or reverse engineering of extraterrestrial uh, materials have existed in the past or exist Mm -hmm. currently, which is what a Pentagon spokesperson would say to keep a secret. That's my proof. (laughs) That's my proof proof right there. Eat my proof. I just like that. I don't know if you caught it, but there was this moment where Matt Gates basically just took over telling his own story <laughs> about an alien encounter. I'm like, oh my! Of course you, of course you got to make it all about you. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck! What was it? I uh, boy, I missed that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, yep. you got to make it all about you again. Don't you, Mr. Gates? It's a long He's ass article. Who brought this dude in? I don't know. Yep. Yeah. And this is not the first we've heard of UFOs being mm-hmm. real. I say with the air quotes. With being the air real, quote, yeah. we we got we got some of this uh, last year, as I recall, uh, with mm-hmm. the Navy coming and showing videos of shit we can't explain. But this, that is a video of things we can't explain. They're still unidentified. This <laughs> is some fucking lunatic. You know, yep. who probably washed out of his out of his MOS training. Just if he doesn't have a book deal by now, a News Nation, are you fucking kidding me? Fuck this guy. Yeah, I can't believe anything That's... that comes out of there. <laughs> it's amazing how many people are just totally buying into it or, or wanted to buy into it. And I'm like, if there were aliens, yeah, if there were, if we had biologics. Trump was president for four years. I don't think he could have kept his fat mouth shut about that. No, no, I don't either. Yeah. So he would have come up in conversation at a weird moment at any given time because the president's usually supposed to be kept informed of everything the military is doing. Yeah. So, yeah, he yeah, don't. There's no way. So the the interest in UFOs has been oddly Mm -hmm. quite bipartisan. Yes. It's active in both chambers of Congress, both the House and the Senate. The group of senators led by Majority Leader Chuck Schumer 
are mm-hmm. attempting to include an amendment in the annual defense appropriations bill that would require UFO records to be made public. Last year, when Democrats still held the House, we held the first public hearing on the topic in more than 50 years. Right. See, the military has an interest in UFOs uh, since the 40s. In 1952, the Air Force mm-hmm. set up Project Blue Book, which, if you're not reading that comic book, you're missing out. Get in to see me over at Dr. Volt's. Um, a classified program that counted more than 12,000 UFO sightings over its 17-year existence, with hundreds still explained, unexplained. Mm-hmm. Representative uh, Gerald Ford, you know, the guy who went on to become president, yes. wrote to two fellow Congress critters in 1966 to, quote, strongly recommend that there be a committee investigating the UFO phenomena. In 2017, the New York Times published a story about how Democratic former Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid had pushed for funding to investigate the unexplained aerial sightings from 2007 to 2012. So it's not new, and it's not... The only thing that that makes this one weird is that Republicans are running the show, and they brought in a fucking lunatic that nobody can fucking substantiate what he says. That's over here saying, oh, no, there really are this, and there really are... And it's like, wait the fuck are you talking about i mean honestly the the idea was is to quell all the rumors and calm down these lunatics that are out there on the fringe but then they wind up attracting people who then wind up wind up believing QAnon. and it's like yeah let's 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 get a final answer on what these ufos are if yep. there's a sighting yep. tell us what they are if it's an experimental plane just say it's an experimental plane you don't have to say anything more it's an experimental plane. It's top secret. Okay. We now know what it is. If it was a weather balloon, show us the pictures that you had of the weather balloon or that, you know, you saw the weather balloon. I don't know. What the fuck? Just tell us what it is. Swamp gas? Yeah. What's it smell like? Mm-hmm. Some of us know. Some of us don't. <laughs> Swamp ass? We all know this. Anyway. We all know what that smells like. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. I am once again giving in to my current fascination with soccer mm-hmm. um one of the shows that i watched last year that i loved which the second season by the way is airing in september oh nice uh, is welcome to rexham when yes. um rob McElhaney and ryan mm-hmm. reynolds bought this beat the shit out of team in northern wales mm-hmm. um, and we get to watch them climb the ladder of success once they're finally taken care of properly. It's and an absolutely delightful. Um, it's not all soccer. Yeah. It's the people of the community that, that love the team and mm-hmm. their stories and, and the stories of some of the players and how they got there. You and know? how revitalizing the team revitalizes the community, which was a big deal. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. And I can't, I can't wait for season two. Um, so, the team, Wrexham, mm-hmm. has been doing a tour of the United States playing uh, friendlies. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, 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 the first one I watched, they got their ass handed to them by Chelsea. Yeah. And, but every single thing after that, I believe they've won every match after that. Mm-hmm. Um, but they played Manchester United just a couple of days ago. And, mm-hmm. and Wrexham's star, Paul Mullen... Um, had a run in with the with the I mean in play had a run in with the goalie and ended up with his his fucking lung punctured. I know. <laughs> 
tell me that tell me that is tell me that is happening in uh you know um major league soccer in the united states it's no. not no this is this is how this is how it's played in britain it's a co- it's a heavy contact sport yep yeah so the coach the coach of Wrexham, phil parkinson mm-hmm. popped up and was like the fuck <laughs> a yellow card are you kidding me he got his fucking lung punctured you just took out my best player you motherfucker yeah and and In a friendly match yeah manchester united is on the other side saying hey 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 now the goalie uh who who hurt uh, mm-hmm. mullen um apologized was like holy yeah. shit this is freaking me out. Oh my God. I can't believe this happened. I feel so awful. Mm -hmm. And Paul Mullen's like, yeah, not a problem. Don't worry about it. And, uh, and, uh, and Paul or Phil Parkinson still so pissed that he pisses off man United. They get a little pissy. Um, Mm -hmm. and then, uh, Ryan Reynolds (laughs) has to pop up and put out a video going, Hey everybody, uh, let's calm this shit down. Let's calm down a little bit. It's okay. It'll be okay. Yeah, he's he's got time to heal. It'll be fine. Yep. Meanwhile, I'm watching um, I'm watching uh, the FIFA Women's World Cup. Yes, uh, first U.S. game against uh, Vietnam, and I watch as the Vietnamese uh, one of the Vietnamese strikers comes in. Um, well, she was trying to defend, and she run, runs right into the goalie, the Vietnamese goalie, who put a knee in her chest. Yeah, and took her down hard. She got up and shook it off. She apparently didn't get a punctured lung, but uh, like Mullen did. But still, it was a huge. I mean, that was a hard hit. I saw it happen. I'm, and you watched the British lady kick a woman right in the face. Yeah, right up the chin, like a, yeah. like, a like a haymaker uppercut. Oh man, and it's like, yeah, this is a this is a heavy contact sport. It's not this is not your this is not your high school soccer people. This is this is a real sport. Yeah, it's it's a hard hard hitting one too. Yep. Yeah. So MAGA is mad at mm. one of their own. <laughs> I got to tell you this is my favorite one this week so far. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Nancy Mace. Mhm. Nancy Mace on Thursday, representative Nancy Mace, Republican of South Carolina, Mm-hmm. told attendees at Senator Tim Scott's uh, prayer breakfast that she decided not to have sex that morning with her fiancé, Patrick, so that she would make it on time to her colleague's event. Now, look. <laughs> I grew up in a very religious community. So... There are just things you don't say. The quote I'm, is... <laughs> the quote is... I woke up this morning at 7. I was getting picked up at 7.45. Patrick, my fiancé, tried to pull me by my waist... Um, over this morning in bed and I was like no babe we don't have time for that this morning I gotta get to the prayer breakfast I gotta be on time (laughs) you just don't you just you just don't No one needed to know that now look yourself yeah are we at a waffle house having a chit chat before yeah, Waffle fine. House brunch? No. So shush. You said this to religious people. Look, I'm all for it. You know what? The, anybody anybody that is shaming this poor woman, you know, who mm-hmm. probably is in favor of a fucking abortion ban, and I probably don't like her at all. On the other hand, 
You know, it's well, just an offhand comment. She was trying for a laugh. Nobody got hurt. Good Lord. Calm down. She's the one who faked the Antifa graffiti on her house. So yeah, she's the devil. I'm kind of like, ah, let her, let her, let her, you know, let her get a, yeah. I mean, she's 45 years old. She's been married twice already. It's like, she's got yeah, kids. She's, she's boning. So, yep. you know, she's boning her fiance. That's just how it is. And yet at the same time, it's like, yeah, it's. <laughs> so we got a couple of, we got a couple of Twitter reactions. Uh, the first one is from Laverne Spicer, who is a congressional, congressional candidate, conservative congressional candidate from Florida, uh, said, uh, that's some ho talk. That's some ho talk. That's huh? some ho talk. Okay. Uh, Tom Askall, whatever, uh, said, how thoughtful for Nancy Mays to delay fornication so she could show up on time for Tim Scott's prayer breakfast. Reminds me of a line from that old song, everybody's talking about heaven ain't going there. <laughs> uh, Graham uh, Allen, Nancy Mays just said she turned down sex from her not husband, uh, but her fiance this morning in bed because she had to get to a prayer breakfast. I'll take what's what what is a sin for five hundred, Alex? And Tim Young <laughs> would like you to know that uh, this was your daily reminder that Nancy Mace is trash. I think he and I uh, think she's trash for completely different reasons. I I I find myself weirdly agreeing with Tim Young on this one particular instance, but not for the reason that. He's saying she's trash. Yeah. I have other reasons to say she's trash. Yeah. 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 All right. Let's take a break. We'll get back on the other side. We've got some billionaire news. When you're high, you feel different. You think different. You talk different. You draw different. You listen to music different. But you probably knew that. Problem is, you also drive different and not in a good way. That's why driving high is illegal everywhere. So if you're high, just don't drive. Make a plan to get a sober ride. Because if you feel different, you drive different. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Hey folks, Jeff here. And Taylor. And JC. Just wanted to talk to you for a minute about Patreon. Patreon Patreon.com. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. That's where we raise the money to put these shows on each and every week. For those of you that weren't paying attention, we didn't hit our fundraising goals this year, and so we need your help to keep the shows going. Please. Now, more than ever. Oh. Oh, we don't say that. That's... I thought we were not being aggressive. Yeah, that's 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 bad political writing. Is that one right there? And you know, you do that. <laughs> so, anyway... Every week that we record, we put special content behind a paywall over at patreon.com slash media for you to listen to so that you know deep down inside you're better than everyone else. <laughs> patreon.com slash media D-E-F-E-N media. Join us over there, will you? It's pennies on the dollar. Please. you are still listening to the left show all right then here's some more of that i suppose uh, i miss taylor and i'm going to tell you why mm. i cleaned today <laughs> oh. i took out trash i moved dishes i cleaned up i tidied um you know 
Well, it was nice for Pat who had to come in. It was nice for Pat. Yep. It was, but it was supposed to be nice for two people. Mm-hmm. Um, so Elon Musk, garbage person, uh, something I something I read on him earlier today was that the reason that he did the bid in California for the Hyperloop mm-hmm. was to make sure that the Hyperloop never got finished because he doesn't want people getting out of electric cars. Ah. Right. Right. You mean the electric cars that we've learned? Well, I think that's the next story. That's the so next I won't one. Spoil it, yeah. But Elon Musk has decided to welcome back sex child abuse imagery poster to Twitter or X or whatever the fuck it's called now. Mm-hmm. But he reinstated a QAnon promoting far-right Twitter account that posted child abuse imagery, even though the company policy has uh, says they have a zero tolerance, zero tolerance for child sexual exploitation. Um, but uh, on Wednesday, Musk tweeted that the company would reinstate the account of the notorious far-right troll known as Dom Lucra. His account was banned... On Wednesday, after he posted child exploitation images four days previously, um, what Musk is saying is that for now, we'll delete those posts and reinstate the account. I'm told that this account was suspended for posting child exploitation pictures associated with criminal conviction of the Australian man in the Philippines, Musk tweeted. That's referring to uh, Peter Scully. Australian man mm-hmm. who was sentenced last year to 129 years in prison for sexually abusing children as young as 18 months. 129 years is not long enough for that yep. particular crime. Yeah. Um, on Wednesday, four days after the images were posted, Musk claimed that, quote, only people in our child sexual exploitation team have seen the pictures. Researchers on Twitter have debunked Musk's claims, given how long the photos remained on the site, given how many people reported them. It seems Twitter's CSE team are not the only people who've seen them. Several screenshots of uh, responses to the post also show that many of the account's followers did, in fact, see the images in question. One researcher posted a screenshot of the Twitter statistics on July 25th, three days after the images had been shared. The tweet had racked up over 3.1 million views, 17,000 likes, and 8,000 retweets. Can I also say I'm, I want to I want to punch Don Luker in the face just for using a Klingon as his uh, image? Yeah, he doesn't get it. Doesn't <laughs> yeah. get it. You don't get to be a part of this. Nope. And the fact that he was like, I mean, this is all this, you know, oh, she was, they were rescued and they, you know, this is one of those anti-child trafficking things where they don't understand what this really is. Yeah. Um, uh. Tesla, speaking of Elon Musk. Speaking of Musk. It has been found out, programmed its dashboards to exaggerate how far their vehicles can drive on a single charge. And when people would call in for appointments because it wasn't working. Mm-hmm. It was dying too fast. Uh, they would cancel those service appointments. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was it was more like it wasn't that it was dying too fast. It's like they these people they didn't. I don't know why they didn't expect this. You're a company of nerds. You know, nerds are going to say, "Well, let's see if this really is 500 miles that I'm getting on this on this charge." Yeah. And they knew 
if I take this route exactly, it is exactly 500 miles. It has been measured. I can take this route. And then they're losing the charge before they hit that 500 miles. So they're like, uh, I think there's a problem with the onboard battery meter. I need to have an appointment. Of course, then they're not getting that appointment. And it's like, yeah, there isn't a problem. They're faking it. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's just, I mean, it's just another thing. It's just another fucking thing. Mm-hmm. You know? Okay. It's just another fucking thing. So, speaking of Elon Musk, he changed the name of Twitter to X. Project yes. X or something. <clears throat> And it turns out that Facebook owns the trademark to X, specifically for social media use. There is a 100% chance that Twitter is going to get sued over this by somebody. <laughs> That's like the Zuck beat him to it. That's yeah. funny as hell. He's like, no, he's going he's gonna to call it X. Let's, let's quickly trademark X for social media so that he yep. can't have it. You know who else has trademarked X? Microsoft. Yep. Folks that make the X box. Box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so Meta, formerly Facebook, also has a federal trademark, which it registered mm-hmm. in 2019 uh, for a blue and white letter X uh, directly related to social networking services. Yep. He did that to fuck Elon. That's he, what I mean, when, when was Elon buying, was talking about buying Twitter? It was... It was in uh, 2019, and he's like, "Well, if he gets it, he's gonna rename it X. So let's let's fuck him and take away X. That's that's some beautiful pettiness right there. I gotta I gotta give it to Zuck on that one. Yep, you do. He's a sneaky motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rudy Giuliani has conceded that he made false statements about those two women in Georgia uh, who volunteer as election workers. Um. Defendant Giuliani. Oh, yeah, 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 I'm shocked. Um, For the purposes of litigation only, does not contest that to the extent the statements were statements of fact and otherwise actionable, such actionable factual statements were false. That's how lawyers say, I lied. I lied. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck was that? (laughs) Jesus Christ. Defendant Giuliani, for the purposes of litigation only, does not contest that to the extent the statements uh, were were statements of fact and otherwise actionable. Such actionable factual statements were false. I. It's a way of saying, well, I was right, but I wasn't right. <laughs> I thought I was telling the truth. Yeah, I thought I was telling the truth. But yeah, I was that's, not. That's, What? I just, I don't even know how to fucking process it. It just, it, it, none of it, you know, it, it's, he's saying that he's lying. We got Ted yeah, Goodman. And he, and he wrote this to avoid unnecessary expenses in litigating what he believes to be unnecessary disputes. Because he lied. Yeah. He's basically saying, so, well, yeah, no, I lied. I, I, well, I, I didn't. I thought it was the truth at the time, and it's not the truth, or something like that. So in a, and, in a, yeah, in a statement on Wednesday morning, Ted Goodman, mm-hmm. Giuliani's spokesman, um, disputed that Giuliani said that his statements were false. 
Mm -hmm. and that he, quote, did not contest it in order to move on to the portion of the case that will permit a motion to dismiss. Right. Now, here's here's the quote. You ready for the quote? Mm -hmm. This is a legal issue, not a factual issue. Well, it's not wrong. (laughs) It's about lying. Yeah. Facts often have, you know, facts can be presented in a legal case and be completely and the, you know, can be completely dismissed. So, yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Just goes to show you. Mm hmm. People change. I mean, I, I watched the Giuliani documentary not too long ago, and he's been an asshole his whole life. That's that's nothing new. Mm-hmm. You know, he's been a lying, disfactual piece of shit his whole life. But, man, it's like it, it, it just gets amped up mm-hmm. year after year after year that we go from fucking America's mayor, which I never really felt all that comfortable with. Right. You know, just knowing the stories of him that had led up until that point. Mm-hmm. You know, he seemed to do a fine job handling the post 9-11 thing for a couple of years before he lost his fucking mind. Mm-hmm. But Jesus Christ, the damage these fuckers are doing day after day after day. It's insane. <sighs> hey, speaking of insane. Yeah. Man, I can transition like a motherfucker today. You are. Texas worker accused of being on drugs was actually dying of heat stroke. Gabriel Infante's mother um, is suing the employer for a million dollars, saying that construction workers had no protections from extreme heat. Mother um, Gabriel uh, Infante was working for BCOM Construction in San Antonio, Texas, digging in the hot summer sun to move uh, fiber optic cable, um, a job that he had recently started with his best buddy. Um, the lawsuit comes after Texas Republican Governor Greg Abbott signed a bill into law on the 14th of June that prohibits local municipalities from enacting heat protection standards for construction workers. The bill that, nullifies... That's a, viola- that's a mega violation of OSHA regulation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's there's a federal there's a federal thing coming down on Abbott for that one if I can guarantee it. Holy shit! Oh, and what it nullifies is bullshit anyway too. Yeah, especially when you consider that they're out working in the sun and it's like 115 fucking degrees down there. Mm-hmm. But the bill nullified ordinances previously placed in Austin and Dallas that mandated 10 minute breaks for workers every four hours. <gasps> what? Yeah. OSHA Four actually hours. recommends every two hours when the heat, when the heat's over 100 degrees. Yep. Because yeah. OSHA gives a shit about me at work. <laughs> yep. I mean, it could give a fuck when I'm at home, but at work, they care. <laughs> they don't care about you at home. Yeah, I take I take <laughs> yeah. my care where I can get it. They don't care if I'm standing one-footed on a rolly chair at nope. home. Nope. But if my boss tells me to do it, hell to pay. Hell to pay. Strongly worded letter. Or more to the point, boss to pay, mega fine. Yes. That was a good one. Um, sorry, I was having a little sip of soda there. I'm trying this. Um, it's Coca-Cola Co- Ultimate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got the zero sugar version. Okay. I like it. I like it. I um, The Starlight that they did last year was my favorite mm-hmm. so far, but this one's pretty good. 
The mm. last one they had tasted like pina colada, and you know how I am with coconut. Whoa. Mm. Coconut. Yeah, I, I didn't mind that one as much as I didn't care for the starlight. I did like the pina colada one. I'll have to try the ultimate. Oh. Shudder. <laughs> Shudder. Mm-hmm. Shudder. But yeah. So this kid dies. Mm-hmm. And they accused him of being on drugs. Yep. Because he was showing all classic symptoms of heat stroke. <laughs> there are posters from OSHA that will yep. tell you what those signs are. He had an, exhibited every single one of them. <laughs> he had an internal temperature of 109.8. That's heat stroke. His, he boiled his own brain. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the CDC states that a body temperature of 103 or higher is the main symptom of heat stroke. Yep. Uh, since her son's death, Infante said, she panics and suffers from anxiety if her kids don't return her phone calls right away. Mm-hmm. She explained that the recent heat waves in Texas had hit her hard because they bring back emotions about what her son experienced in the extreme heat and that Gabrielle's best friend recently graduated from the University of Texas, San Antonio. Uh, where Gabrielle was also attending at the time um, and going to their graduation parties was painful. Yeah. I just, it's just, fuck. This is such a load of, I just, yeah. It's hot. It's going, it's, you know, only going to get hotter as we do still continue to do absolutely zero about uh, climate change. And reducing the global temperature in this in this on on the planet, and you're putting people out there at harms at harms you know in harm's way that you have no you don't need to do that. Yeah, you can provide ways for them to be cool, and instead you're like, no, it's cheaper if we just put them out on the street, working in you know working against blacktop, yep. digging but digging holes, you know, quite often manually. You know, yeah, they have their diggers and their backhoes, but they still got to get down there with shovels at some point. You can get heat stroke standing still, man. <clears throat> you can. I you can, can heat- at least. <laughs> I know I can. I No, I, I can do it. I mean, you think about that 109 degree internal body temperature. What kills most people during flu season is that their fever never breaks and their body just shuts down because it's too hot. Yep. This guy would have gone through the same thing. Yep. It's like, yeah, fuck you, Greg Abbott. Fuck you, whatever construction company, for making him do that. Any, and not any the- guy that owns a construction company that lobbied Abbott to change that the, the laws, yeah, that's who to fuck you. Yeah, that's a big one yeah. to fuck you. Yeah, yeah, because like, oh, so you'd rather you'd rather people suffer from heat stroke, get sick, and die, and have to replace them over and over again, which is a cost to you, the employer, every time you have to do that. Yeah. Or do you keep people? Happy, uh, comfortable, and able to work the job, even if it takes a little longer to get the to get the work done in a day. You you have you now have experts effectively who have done this enough that they can get it done. They may not need to take as many breaks after a while. They, you, your body gets acclimated to it, but you still need to have that rest area where they can sit in the shade, have some cold water, rest for a bit, and then go back to work. And there's no reason why you can't fucking hire a fucking backbench to come in and spell them every time they need to take a break. It's 10 minutes. Yeah. It's 10 minutes. You put up a tent, you throw out some fucking water. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's not even basic humanity. It's not even basic empathy. Yeah. It's just something fucking simple and, and 
Jesus Christ. All right, look, we're going to take a break. <sighs> Anything to save a buck so that they 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 can they can put that buck in their pocket yep. and not give not give you the buck. Yep. That's it. Yep. yep. Fucker. Not completing high school is more of a social thing than it was an academic thing. Even though all these years have passed, I still had that longing to have my diploma. At age 30, Carissa finished her high school diploma. If you're even considering getting your high school diploma, you can do it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. This week on the world's greatest comic book podcast, we remember Randy Maisner and Sinead O'Connor. Nothing compares to you, pal. Kevin Spacey was cleared of nine more sex offenses. Womp womp. Some comic book creators have joined the WGA strike. Walking in solidarity. In moving pictures, Florence Pugh's nude scene was censored with CGI. Somebody fire up the Hague. Donald Glover and his brother will write a Lando Calrissian series. I was already all in, but now I'm double all in. Now I have to change my underpants. (laughs) Some film productions are continuing during the strike. Talk about a dichotomy. And Sarah Silverman slams those actors for working during the strike. In comics, My Little Pony is getting a black, white, and blue one-shot. Domestic violence is wrong, y'all. Lower Decks is getting a choose-your-own-adventure graphic novel. Greg Capullo has come back to Marvel Comics. Snick it! (laughs) We review Star Trek Day of Blood, World's Finest Teen Titans, Berserker Poetry of Madness, Firepower Number 25, I Am Iron Man, Iron Man, Night Terrors, Nightwing, Night Terrors, Detective Comics, and Black Cloak. It's so good. You guys should be reading it. All that and the return of Elf. Face front, true believers. It's the world's greatest comic book podcast. Available Tuesdays on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and thecomicbookpodcast.com. Motherfucker. I have a I have a sea shanty stuck in my head. Oh yeah. Yep. Because that was a thing. Remember? Okay. So I, this popped up as a meme the other day. But remember that month back in the early '90s when we all just went fucking stupid for Gregorian chants? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. The Benedictine monks and their and then they got they added that electronica underneath it and yep. it became huge. Yeah, I liked it yeah. so much I actually got it without the fucking music underneath. Yeah. And would listen yeah. to it in the car for no reason. And then I remember I was dating a dance instructor at the time. Mm-hmm. Um and she just could not stop listening to that. You know, that Gregorian chant stuff. So I have mm-hmm. a lot of fond memories of that music. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah last year some dude uh did a sea shanty mm-hmm. on the tiktok yeah and then people started doing duets with the with that and then doing duets with that duet and this and that and the other and it turned into a thing and and suddenly sea shanties are all the stuff and you can actually find semi-decent playlists on on you know spotify and stuff mm-hmm. for for sea shanties now, last year or so, or maybe a little earlier, when that happened, the, oh yeah, yeah, I I I both feet first into that zeitgeist, mm-hmm. um, and haven't since. It's been a year since I've heard a sea shanty, and now I got this fucking thing, you know, 
I missed, I, I have to say, I missed the sea shanty one. I, I was there for Gregorian chants. Yep, yep. I, I was there for swing music. Oh, my God, because of that fucking Gap commercial. Yep. And then, and and at the same time, you had uh, John Favreau's Swingers. That was a good movie. That, that introduced us to some of it. We got reminded of uh, of um, the the performance in uh, The Mask with Jim Carrey, because that was uh, Royal Crown Review, who were out performing at that time. Man, I miss that album. I used to have a copy. And, yeah, and I, I fucking loved all of it, and I bought all the fucking albums that year. Um, but yeah, I was, and, uh, I, I did, there was something else that came up, uh, a little while ago, about 10 years ago that I got into as well. There was a weird little flex and now we got the sea shanties. So I'm like, I missed the sea shanty flex cause it was on TikTok and I wasn't on TikTok at the time, but, uh, yeah, crazy. I'll, I'll find it. I'll send it <laughs> over. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I just, that, that's something I said. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, it starts with TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a TikToker mm-hmm. um, started up. Her name is is Kimchi Princessa. Look, I don't write her name. I just read her name. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she decided to launch an OnlyFans page, um, which, as you know, um, we on this show are fans of. Mm-hmm. We're we're not the only ones. We're not the only fans, but we are fans, fans of, of OnlyFans. Only yeah. Um, to the point that using OnlyFans, um, I use my real name. Mm-hmm. So, because why not? I yeah. am who I am. I like what I like. I'm not ashamed of any of it. So, well, only once every once in a while. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> every once in a while, you get the weird title and you click on it and you watch it. And you're like, Yeah. Yeah, I shouldn't have done that. That's all. This is obviously a public health crisis, is what you say Mm -hmm. to yourself. Yeah, exactly. Um, Anyway, she says she feels burned out and conflicted about Mm -hmm. launching her OnlyFans page about a year ago. Um, Yeah, it was a TikTok confessional. It's one year after starting her OnlyFans account and other spicy pages that uh, Kimchi Princessa uh, expressed remorse over the work ultimately concluded that she is too prideful to quit in an eight minute video uh kim chi said that she was scared to share her actual thoughts on the topic but that she felt compelled to be honest with other viewers who might be interested in pursuing sex work Mm -hmm. she said her relationship with the job was complicated and a fun creative outlet in the beginning um but that she began feeling super burned out roughly six months in and that she had struggled with mental illness uh, she said in the video on Thursday or on Tuesday that the money was the only upside to doing it and it almost wasn't worth it anymore. Mm-hmm. I feel a little dead inside, she said. I feel completely desensitized and I don't know, not to sound funny, but I really don't feel any type of desire uh, or like attraction to men in general anymore. Well, I can certainly see why. I understand 100% these feelings and these are not uncommon among people who are just getting started in uh, sex work. You know, you got, there's a certain level of disassociation you have to put into it in order to um, be happy on the other side of it. You know, Uh, those who are successful in sex work are able to do that. Those who burn out, get heavy drug addictions, all that kind of stuff. 
They're the ones who weren't prepared for it when they came in. Because as we've said on this show and every other show, sex work is Is actual work. It's work. Yeah. And it's hard work. So, yeah, this is this is one of those. You think, oh, I'm going to try this little thing and we'll just do a thing for OnlyFans and, and we'll make some money. And then after a while, you're like, oh, I feel terrible. Yeah. Even if you don't feel dirty, you know, you get other feelings from it. Yeah. Yep. Some people. Yeah. yeah I don't know. I feel I feel. Mm hmm. That she's probably that her fucking inbox is just inundated mm-hmm. with bullshit from dudes. You know? I mean, it's really just got to be what it is. Yeah. Um, as I mentioned earlier, speaking of people who should be making porn. Yeah, there was a commenter who on this one who said, I've been in SW since 2014, started as a cam girl. Now I strictly work in female domination. These are all very valid feelings. I support you. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, so yeah, uh, speaking of people who should be making porn, Ryan Reynolds, mm-hmm. Ryan, I don't know how this ended up in the wrong section, but we're going with it anyway, because it's only news I got. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Reynolds personally intervened in the row between Manchester United and Wrexham to send goalkeeper Nathan Bishop a message of support after the challenge that left uh, Paul Mullen in the hospital <laughs> A fucking punctured lung. <laughs> punctured lung. Yeah. Just, and they won three to three to one. Yep. Yeah, they beat Manchester United three to one, and all it took, you know, was Paul Mullen getting a fucking rib in his in his <laughs> in his yeah. lungs. Um. So yeah, as we mentioned earlier, Wrexham manager Phil Parkinson was furious, as well mm-hmm. he should be, branding the challenge reckless. Um. And and then. Man United was all pissed, and so, um, yeah, Ryan Reynolds moved to act as peacemaker by sending Bishop a personal message of support. Sources told ESPN that Reynolds um, praised Bishop for the way he handled the situation and wished him luck in the future. (laughs) You know? And privately said, and if, you know, you're looking to leave Man United, I could use you. (laughs) I might have a team, and it's only League Two. You'll be unstoppable. Exactly. So, Oppenheimer. Um, if you want to hear my, my, I saw it, I loved it, I got a lot to say mm-hmm. about it, that's all on the Comic Book Podcast tomorrow at thecomicbookpodcast.com. Mm-hmm. But for now, you know, there's two things that we talked about. And, and one of them is on the comic book show, and then this one's over here for reasons of male education. There you go. Um, so Florence Pugh is, this is where I don't, okay, uh, oh, I don't really know how to hit this from the right direction because I want to hit it from three or four at once, but she's facing body shaming over, uh, an intimate scene, two intimate scenes that she filmed in Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. I saw the movie, I saw the scenes, whereas we all know I'm a big fan a big fan of the naked lady moments in in mm-hmm. in any film. Uh, these were they fit. They weren't gratuitous. There was a reason for them. They were they were metaphorical in a very loud way, and you know. And so it was it was it was part of the film, and it made sense to the film, and it wasn't you know it wasn't raunchy or titillating. It wasn't anything basically from the eighties. 
Mm-hmm. You know, they would put boobs in for no reason. Still fine with that. Still fine with that. Nothing, nothing like getting getting sideswiped by a pair of surprise boobs. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, good times, good times. It's always good, always good. But you said this one was it was made to look make her be vulnerable. Yep. Um, and uh, I always find that's that can be some of the it just works so well. You know? Yeah. Um, and then you it, know, if and you... it's not titillating. It's just it's just it's there for a reason, and you understand the reason. And the reason yeah. worked worked mm-hmm. very well yeah you know it's it's the body shaming is coming from just the wrong kind of dude yeah the, the kind of guy that you know there's oh, let me just uh, i'll just set out the scenario um probably mm-hmm. a trigger warning or two for words i'm going to use but when there's an assault on a woman in a movie mm-hmm. you know there is a trope to where they go to a shower yeah. And try and, and wash how they feel off themselves. Right. And every once in a while, you know, on the internet, you'll come across somebody who's posted that as hot. Right. And it's like, no. No. That, no. That's, that's there for a completely re- different reason than being hot. You do not fap to yeah. that. Yeah. You know, that's <laughs> all there is to it. Stop it. Mm-hmm. You were the guys that are like... So anyway, criticism over her body in the intimate scene has sparked some outrage among fans, but they're coming to her defense, you know, um, in the face of the negative comments, fans rallied to uplift Florence Pugh, expressing mm-hmm. their admiration and support for the actress. They condemned body shaming uh, and stressed that she's beautiful just the way she is. I put a pin in that right there, and I say out loud, at the risk of having to hand back my feminist credentials, she's ridiculously hot. <laughs> okay in this movie and out of this movie in clothes out of clothes not see-through see-through doesn't matter you know mm-hmm. she's just all of her other talents included you know she looks amazing yeah so fans have said she's and literally the fact per- that she you know this movie i i find it ironic because of all of her films where she has been nude this movie is coming right off of her getting in shape, getting in Marvel shape. She's in Marvel shape. That's so her body too. is the most muscular and the most, uh, you know, it, it, that it can be. And you're over here going, oh, no, that she's too fat or whatever. It's like, no, you fuckwit. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, the, it's the, the ones that say her boobs are too small, so she shouldn't show them. Fuck you. Like... Dude, have you touched a boob? Because I don't think you have. I don't think you have, yeah. Only the big one should be out. Dude, shut up, <laughs> idiot. I just, you know, everything else aside, if if you have shown me a boob in my life, we have a deep connection that I will always find special. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Size size does not matter. You showed me a boot. We are <laughs> we are happy you. together now. Yeah. Thank you. If you know anybody who doesn't listen to the show that might fall into my thank you, do you tell them I said thank you. Thank you so much for that. Tops yes. off for feminism, ladies. Outstanding. Um <laughs> We we embody the Tim Minchin song. 
How am I supposed to talk about naked ladies without at least you know just no 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 it's all, hey I'm all it's the Tim Minchin song I'm all about feminism I'm all I'm all about women getting equal control but I really love boobies yes <laughs> they're just awesome and when I say it out loud and there's women in earshot nine times out of ten they're like yeah they are they're fucking great mm-hmm. they're great um, yep. but you know let's not asses are great too mm-hmm. legs. Faces, eyes, arms. Arms are nice. Yep. Yeah. yeah. You know that. Uh... So the the comic book writer. <laughs> I got no transition. That's all. where to go. <laughs> hey, talking about guys that never touched a boob. Comic book creators. <laughs> hey, I've, I've touched boobs. <laughs> um. No, you know what? No, I had a couple. Of, I had a couple of burns that you don't deserve, so I'm just going to hold on to them. Okay. Uh, comic book creators hit the picket line with uh, the WGA and SAG-AFTRA, mm-hmm. um, saying that uh, it's a love that gets exploited. Um, about forty or so creators, some are WGA members and some aren't, join the proceedings at NBC Universal uh, down in California. Um, it's uh, a pivotal moment in history, says Hosley, taking a moment um, to talk to the Hollywood Reporter. The idea of recognized authorship, the controls mm-hmm. and limitations of corporate use of AI, the elimination of human creators, comic book creators are interested in the outcome because these are things that affect all of us. Yes. Comics, especially those um, published by Marvel and DC, have been the engines of the movie business since the 2000s. Uh, Marvel Studios alone has grossed over $30 billion worldwide, mm-hmm. yet writers and artists behind the stories and those characters have mostly seen very little in recompense. Yep. Marvel creators, for example, generally receive five grand when their characters appear in a Marvel movie, while TV appearances can be just a couple hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, Derek we, A. Hughes... We, we, we covered a story on the comic book podcast a while back about an author who had netted a million dollar um, payment for her book that hadn't even come out yet. Yeah. Um, that was going to, you know, they, they were, they made a movie of it. I don't know when it's coming out. It's, it's gotta be in post by now. I'd hope. Um, but it, uh, it, it sounded like a really good murder mystery uh, book, but it hadn't even come out yet. And she netted over a million dollars. Uh, in the option for that for that story, and yet comic book creators, it's like some hit that lottery, some don't. Yeah, most you don't. Know, Robert Kirkman hit a lottery with it. Yep. Um, but you know, we saw we we've, we've talked a lot about it. Brubaker on the comic book show created the whole concept of the uh, of the Winter Soldier. That movie, The Winter Soldier, Captain America: The Winter Soldier, made billions or you know worldwide. And he got five grand for it. Yeah, it's like controlling your own IP gives you gives you a lot more gives you a lot more power. But even then, it's tough. Um, the plight of the indie comic creator may be even more dire. Mm-hmm. Housley, who served as editorial roles at Heavy Metal, Dark Horse, Fantagraphic, said the margins are low, sometimes negative for most mm-hmm. creators. Um, raising money for printing and trying to find comic shots that'll give them shelf space. Quote, they do it because they love the medium and it's a love Mm -hmm. that gets exploited. End quote. Yep. Yep. I couldn't agree with them more. Yep. 
Um, okay, so that's the end of our news for the week uh, mm-hmm. that we're willing to share here on the free show. What we're going to do uh, in just a moment is go over to Patreon. Um, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com uh, mm-hmm. slash D-F-N media, D-E-F-E-N media. And that's where we go every week that we record to do what we do. But we do it with more jokes, a little more personal stuff, things that we feel safer saying behind a paywall than out in front of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We're not censoring ourselves here, but we are really uncensoring ourselves there. Yes. Yes. And it works. It works out really good. I got some good news uh, going in this week. So um, grab yourself uh, by your bootstraps. And if you need some help, make sure you ask. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. With that said, let's all do what the British lady said. If says. you've made it this far, you might as well join us on Patreon. Patreon.com. Defen Media. This episode and more always available at www.theleftshow.com. Hey.